Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to have a conversation with Jerry Detweiler, and I'm going to be there too. And just so you know who Jerry is, she is the education director for NAV and has over three decades of experience in consumer credit education. And more specifically, she's kind of like the credit karma for small business. So we're going to talk with her about some of the tips and tricks that small businesses need to keep an eye out for as they consider financing as a tool to grow their business. So there's some do's and there's some don'ts when when it comes to credit for your small business. And with that, there's just going to be some opportunities for growth, some mindset shifts that maybe you hadn't considered before. Maybe you're not a small business owner. If that's the case, there may still be some nuggets that you can take away from this conversation. Or maybe you know somebody who is a small business owner and want to share this with them. So sit back and relax, unless you're at work or you're driving, you need to pay attention to some other things as well, as Brandon and I have this conversation with Jerry Detweiler. Here we go. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to, well, it's recording day, so you never really left, but to our listeners, we've been gone a week, so welcome back. How are you doing? Pretty good. I know they've all missed me. Yes, they have. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the voice. It's the I accent. Yeah. It's like the worst thing people have to suffer through is me leaving a room. <laughs> well, we have about 200 episodes now, so you can always go back in time, <laughs> except for true. that time you were on hiatus. Yeah. yeah that, there that was, you go. Yeah. You almost died. <laughs> um, so we have calling in from Florida. Jerry Detweiler. And uh, as you heard in the introduction, she is a pro at helping small businesses find the financing they need to take that business to the next level to find that success they need to get those resources so they can succeed. Jerry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. We're glad to have you on. Um, now, the way I met you is indirectly through podcast movement. I think I met somebody named Amanda. Uh, during a speed networking round, which everybody started calling the speed dating round. I was like, please, you can't call it that. I'm married and my <laughs> wife will think I went to a different kind of event and, uh, and then she'll be mad because she approved it. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> Amanda I don't said, think two podcasters can get married anyway because there's no money in this. Somebody's got to earn yeah. a living, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, like there are some that get lots of, fi- um, yeah. what do you call that? Sponsorship and stuff. But anyway, that's not why we're on here. Um, <laughs> anyway, Amanda linked me up with, uh, Jerry and Jerry is here now. So, Thank you for joining us on a Saturday to record with us. Oh, I'm so glad it worked out. And Amanda's awesome. She's our PR pro at NAB. So yeah. shout out to Amanda. Yep. Cool. Brendan, take it away. <laughs> like we're pros. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> take it away, Mike Walden. There you go. Uh, Super Dave. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I, your your topic is one that I'm I'm very passionate about. Uh, you know, finance and and credit and how to use it right. And and I know a lot of us, especially me, when I went to college, if you filled out an application, you got a free T-shirt. So, of course, I filled out every application I possibly could in order to get free T-shirts because that's what you want the most in college. So how did you get started in this uh, path and, and really get passionate about that kind of issue? 
Well, I've been in consumer credit for a long, long time. So I fell into a job in Washington, D.C. with an advocacy group. And you're right. Back in the day, uh, the the credit card issuers were marketing so heavily on campus. In fact, I remember getting a call from a parent whose son in college had racked up. He was only a sophomore or junior. He had racked up $75,000 in credit card debt. Jeez. Yeah. And they have restricted that uh, since then with the Credit Card Act that Obama signed in 2009. But, you know, it's still possible to get in trouble in many, (laughs) many ways. And I ended up shifting uh, to small business. Uh, Started about 10 years ago when I met Garrett Sutton. Garrett's on Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad team. He travels with Robert. He talks to small business owners all over the world. And he had a lot of small business owners who were really um, ending up spending a lot of money trying to pursue this elusive financing in the name of their business. And sometimes it wasn't entirely legit. (laughs) And so we wrote a book together about building business credit, about finding financing for your business. That led me to NAV, where I work now. And so for the past four years, I've been focused full-time just on uh, small business owners. And, you know, small business owners are consumers too, right? We we use personal credit and business credit. So it's a really fun way for me to um, to integrate both of those. And for me, it was a great way to get out of a rut too, right. just like your show talks about. Because as much as I love helping people and love the consumer credit, the business credit side is really fun because it's a little bit different. You know, you can look at business, you can look at credit on the business side as not just something to really be very scared of and uh, to avoid and try to dig out of, but also as something you can leverage right. to grow your business. So if you use it the right way, it can be an opportunity to grow your business faster and get, get your goals. So tell us a little bit about NAV and how you ended up there and for people who are not familiar with it. So the easiest way to think about NAV is we're like Credit Karma, but for small business. So it's very interesting to me, having been in this field for so long, to learn that on the small business side, everything I was doing in the consumer world 20 years ago, you know, educating consumers about their FICO scores, and and I testified uh, for the legislation that gave consumers free credit reports for the first time. All that stuff doesn't apply on the business side. So on the business side, there's no requirement that they show you your business credit report. There's no disclosure. So most business owners have no idea what I'm talking about. They're like, business credit, what is that? I've heard of Paydex, but I don't really know what it is. And then there's no requirement even on the small business financing side that they tell you what your loan will cost before you get it. Wow. So there was a story in Forbes about a hair a woman who's working in a hair salon. She was going to buy the hair salon from the owner. She got a financing term sheet and it said on the term sheet 15% specified percentage. So in her head, she's thinking, okay, 15% interest rate. You guys want to guess what the APR was? I cannot imagine. Well, guess really high because it was over 4 thousand percent APR. What? Wow. Over four thousand percent. I was thinking like twenty, twenty one percent. I was gonna go yeah. fifty and think that was outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely the wow. high end. But but there have been some studies that have shown that, you know, the business owners who really get in trouble with some with some kinds of predatory small business financing, their APR is usually an average around ninety five percent. Wow. And so it's you know, so for me, coming from a advocacy background and someone who loves to help and educate and help people make smarter decisions. This is just like, you know, Christmas for me oh, yeah. <laughs> because I get to I get to bring this to small business owners, the light bulbs go on, and then hopefully I'll help them the next time they're making that decision to to look at these things so they don't get trapped. 
And it's so easy to maybe blame her and say, well, you know, she should have done more homework. But I'm, I'm with you. We have to blame the, the predatory lenders that are – they knew exactly what the numbers were and they knew exactly what they were doing and who they were taking advantage of. So giving that education to the small business owner – and I, I've done a lot of consulting in my life that I find most business owners, they're really good at that, but they're not good at running the business. Doctors are, are a classic oh, example yeah, of that. They're great at maybe brain surgery, but they can't balance a checking account and they don't know how to hire and fire and, and really manage their business from a financial standpoint. So what's one of the bigger things that you see people that just don't know how to manage the cash flow of a very successful business, but what are some of the things they're doing wrong? Well, I think one of the things you have to understand as a small business owner is you really don't, you, you haven't made money until it's in the bank. And I know that sounds very obvious, but I was self-employed for over a decade. And I, a, a lot of times I found my biggest clients, you know, the, the names you'd recognize, the ones who I have their credit card and they expect me to pay them every 30 days, <laughs> right. right? They would take, you know, sometimes four or five months to pay me for the work that I did for them. And Funbox has some really interesting statistics. They say that 80% of, um, small business owners, um, are, have invoices due over 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 20, uh, the average, the average business owner takes about 21 days to get paid. So you're constantly as a small business owner, you could be doing the work, but you may not be getting the, the income right away. And so you have to put out whatever it is, whether it's your time, um, inventory, um, supplies to, to produce it, hiring, uh, that certainly comes up in the holiday season. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have to pay that. So you're always juggling. So this is cash flow is the number one thing that most small businesses will struggle with financially. And so helping them understand how to A, improve cash flow. And B, to also to look at credit as a way to help manage that cash flow more effectively so they can do more work, get more jobs and make more money is is a lot of fun. And I'll give you a quick example from my experience when I was self-employed. I um, got in business with a partner and we had a we were going to he had a great um, marketing organization reaching an audience that I wanted to reach mortgage professionals. And so the deal was I created a product for these professionals, a credit product, and then he would sell it and then we would split the profits. And he starts telling me sales are, I spent a lot of time creating this product. And he says, sales are going great. He's giving me all these updates, but the money was not coming. Right. And I kept trying to pursue it. And eventually uh, I never got paid. I I was owed at least $40,000 and I went to an attorney and they said, you know, you could sue him, but then you have to try to collect and he's in another County and you know, blah, blah, blah. And eventually I wrote it wrote it up to just a bad experience. So one tip that I give small business owners is there's a result of my direct experience. And every time I tell that story, somebody has, you know, another story about they didn't get paid or took forever. The tip I say is, if you are providing anything upfront, whether it's your time, goods, services, whatever, and you're not getting paid in full, you're a lender. Yep. You're oh, essentially yeah. lending something of value. So what do lenders do? They check credit. So you as a business owner, you, I can't go and brand and employ your personal credit report. You know, that's restricted under federal law. But I could pull your business credit report. Mm-hmm. 
And so as I'm considering, I am confident that if I had pulled the business credit report on that company, I would have seen other problems. It wasn't right. just me. He wasn't paying, right? There there were other, no doubt, other issues. So you, anyone can pull business credit. So that's one strategy. If you are dealing with other businesses or checking out a potential business partner, it's very simple and uh, could could head off some painful uh life lessons. Absolutely. I, I could not agree more. I, I recently uh, almost did a consulting gig with a local company here and uh, I didn't pull the business credit report because I didn't know that was a thing. And But I did talk to a couple of former, former employees and they all said the same thing, get paid up front. Oh, yeah. And I so, remember you telling me about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I met with him and I said, Hey, you know, this is what we can do. And this is kind of the plan. And, you know, I need this amount to get started. And well, I'm not going to pay before you start. And I said, Well, then I'm not going to start that. That's just my philosophy. I don't, I don't get into it without you need skin in the game, just like me, because I'm going to spend my time whether I ever get paid or not. And it turned out I, I didn't get paid and I didn't do any work. Because my wife's like you. She says, you know, unless Bank of America says we have the money, we don't have the money. You know, so (laughs) when it pops up in that little account, then then we got paid. Otherwise, it's just a promise, a hope, a dream or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to your question about what NAV does. So we show business owners their free business credit reports from Dun & Bradstreet, Equifax, and Experian. And then we use that information to help them find financing offers. So we're a marketplace, not a lender, but we work with, you know, with lenders all over the country and we use technology to help them figure out what they qualify for and try to find better lending, you know, better interest rates, better terms and the right kind of financing for their business. So you help very small businesses and large businesses at there's somebody listening and saying, well, I'm, I'm still kind of small. I got one store. Yeah, absolutely. So for the very small business and especially the startups, a lot of times one big mistake they're use, doing is they're using their personal credit cards. And the Fed tells us mm. this is a very common strategy. Right. Pull out the personal credit cards. And the, the issue with that is that that activity then goes on their credit reports and can bring down their credit scores. So I've interviewed business owners where their credit scores, well, I'll give you a quick example. I was in a workshop. This advisor told me at a client who she had some financing fall through at the last minute. So she maxed out her personal credit cards. Her business was good, so she was fine, but she just made the minimums. And then at the at the end of a year, her business was doing well. She was able to get an SBA loan, and she was able to refinance and pay off those credit cards. Her credit scores, her personal credit scores, jumped 125 points. Wow. She had never missed a payment, but those high balances were really bringing down her scores. So one uh, tip I give small business owners is if you're going to use credit cards, at least consider using a small business credit card. All the major issuers offer them. They are available to startups in most cases. And what they do is some of them, um, some of them will report all activity personal, but a number of them don't report to your personal credit unless you default. So as long as you pay it, it's not going to show up on your personal credit. But all of them report to at least one of the major commercial credit reporting agencies I just mentioned, like Dun & Bradstreet, Equifax, or Experian, commercial, so you can build business credit with this business credit card and also keep it off your personal if you're carrying balances and you're concerned about that. So that's just a simple tip that could help a a number of small business owners. So if I'm, I'm, I'm about to start a business or I'm about to get into a field and where where would be the best place to start? Like what 
what would the first step from a, a credit and financing kind of standpoint that I should take? Because I'm thinking traditionally you just go to a bank, here's my business plan, loan me a million dollars or whatever. Yeah, and banks don't like to lend to new businesses. They they don't want to take <laughs> yeah. that first, you know, first risk. So the types of financing that are available to very new businesses include the business credit cards, like I mentioned, may include crowdfunding. Uh, it can include microloans. So in every community across the country, at least certainly larger communities, but also in states, there are these nonprofit, um, con- usually um uh, CDFIs, um, community development financial institutions, or economic development organizations that are trying to boost jobs and, and boost the economy. And they may be a place for small business financing for a young business. The SBA even has a microloan program, goes up to $50,000, and there are some lenders that will work with young businesses as well. So you have to get a little bit, you know, scrappy and a little bit creative in the beginning. But the one thing I would say that's going to help you regardless of whether you are going to finance the beginning or not is to create your business structure. So about 96% of small businesses operate as sole proprietorships. They don't have any kind of legal differentiation between themselves and the business. And so that's an asset protection issue, but it's also great for building credit in the name of your business so that eventually you can separate and borrow truly in the name of your business. If you don't have that legal entity you and the business are the same thing, right? right? You're the same. There's no differentiation. So whether it's an LLC, S Corp, C Corp, you know, talk to your accounting professional, talk to your business mentor. But I would say getting that structure set up. And then as soon as you do that, get that business credit card in the name of the business. And you're off and running in terms of the beginning of starting to build business credit. And I'll give one more real quick tip that is great for either startups or established businesses. And that is a trade credit. So that's what they call vendor or supplier credit. So you maybe are producing a product and you have a supplier. Let, let's take the example, um, NAV's founder, Levi King, his first business was sign manufacturing in Idaho. And cash flow was always an issue. He had to buy this, the steel and the cement and the plastic and then build the sign, install the sign, and he'd get a deposit, but then get paid on the on the end. And he was raised to avoid debt. You know, his family was they were farmers, debt is bad. And he said it was just it was like a light bulb went on when one of his suppliers said, you know, you don't have to pay for all this up front. We can we can bill you on net 30 terms. Wow. Here's a credit application. So it's one of the biggest types of financing. And it's even available to a home-based business. There are vendors like Suma Office Supplies and Quill and Granger and Uline. And I can give you a link for the show notes for all of this that will let you have net 30 terms. They won't check your personal credit and they will report to business credit. So it's a way to get some of the things you need in your business, have some time to pay, oh. Do what you do to sell your product or service and then um, pay for it out of cash flow. That is such great advice. I'd never really thought about that, but that that is a great approach to it. Do you think people uh, that start a business is the biggest problem on the expense side or maybe the income side? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial 
and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. It's definitely a combination, right? Because you're 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 battling with both in the beginning. And one of the things, you know, one of the good things about things like business credit cards is they're easy to get. But the bad thing is no one's evaluating your plan, right? There's no business plan for that money. So no one's saying, do you right. really need those really beautiful business cards? Or do you really need that $700 chair for your office? Or would you be better? <laughs> Yeah. Putting this into something else. And so I think hand in hand with any business financing ed- endeavor is getting a mentor. And there are great mentors available all over the country. Having a mentor to bounce some of these things off can be really valuable. Entrepreneurship, as you guys know, you know, you guys have each other right. to bounce things off, but yeah. it can be lonely and right. it can be hard. And your spouse doesn't always want to hear about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to hear about what you're, whether you're, you're evaluating this mic versus that mic or whatever right. it may be. So, and, and sometimes you come up with really bad ideas. So you need people yep. to go, yeah, we do not need a $700 chair. Yeah. It's really cool, but you don't need <laughs> yeah, that chair. And it may not be sometimes it may be a lot of times, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. especially for us. It's mics. We should yeah. buy this mic. So uh, going back a little bit, uh, as you were saying with the legal entities, what about business continuity? Like I know that small business owners, I've I've got a good friend, her uh, grandmother uh, just suffered a stroke and her grandmother and grandfather own a uh, small business. And they're they're a little bit of a panic right now because there's no plan for what happens as they – may or may not be able to go back to running the business. Well, hold on for a moment. Um, I'm just surprised Brandon knows a phrase like business continuity. So I, just, I need a moment to reflect. <laughs> I got and a thesaurus. Ponder on that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. Carry on. Carry on. I'm like business continuity. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> uh, it's actually a really hot issue right now because there are so many boomer-owned businesses where the kids do not want the business. Right. And the parents are hoping and, you know, they can somehow convince them um, and they aren't preparing for that sale of that business. So this is actually a very, very, very important topic, but it's also an opportunity. So if you're uh, thinking about getting into a business, whether it's your your encore because you've retired from your career or you've left your job and you want to start a business when you're older or you're younger, there are so many business owners who would love to sell their business. And it would be basically something you could step into and learn from them and not have it be something um, that you have to learn from scratch. And maybe you could, you know, maybe you could take it to the next level, maybe have ideas that you could build upon what they built. So this is a really, really good topic. Um, We've partnered on some pieces with Biz Buy Sell, which is like one of the biggest online marketplaces um, for buying and selling small businesses. And one of the things that we caution business owners or prospective buyers, if you're thinking about buying, again, I'm going back to business credit, build that business credit so that you have uh, that advantage for your buyer. They can walk in and say, okay, I can get an SBA loan to buy your business as opposed to them having to say, hey, I need you to finance it. And then you're thinking, well, I really want the cash, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to get it. Or um, if you are a buyer, then you're in a better position You know, once you check their business credit to know if you're getting into something good. I'll leave Again, I'll go back to the story. Levi King, our, our co-founder at NAV, he 
he bought a the assets of a business and he didn't know about business credit. It turned out that business had really bad credit because the son, the son had taken over the business, basically wasn't really interested, had pretty much, you know, messed it up. And so he bought all the assets, the physical assets of the business. Well, Dun & Bradstreet thought that he was now the new owner. And so he lost out on a really important bid for a new job because that company pulled his business credit and saw all these problems. And it wasn't really his business. He didn't buy the business. He just bought the assets. So it gets complicated, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it's a simple check um, to see, hey, you know, are they paying their bills on time? Are there um, tax liens or the collection accounts or things that I might be inheriting? Or from the sales side, hey, I built this. You can go out and get SBA financing. You can pay me. I can retire happily, and you can mm-hmm. take the business from from me. Right. It, it definitely builds the value of your company. You know, it, it, if you're selling something and you can tell people the whole story, it makes it more valuable. And and I totally agree. And as you were saying, you know, I want the money. I want to go off to Florida and sit on a boat or whatever it is. I don't really want to finance for the next ten years this business I've been running up up to this point. But having that legal kind of help along the way, which is so valuable to somebody who maybe they're really good at doing that particular business, but they don't know how to run it, all the, the HR issues. Maybe there's hidden HR issues you don't even know about, some lawsuits or something like that. Is that something that you help people evaluate the entire structure of the business of different things to look for? Yeah, at NAV, we're focused on financing, but we do have a blog where we publish expert content every day on small business topics, and we partner with other experts who that's their area of expertise. And we also have a business services marketplace. So we're trying to um, trying to help business owners understand how this all fits together. Because a lot of times what I'll hear from small business owners, they're like, well, I'm, I'm going to bootstrap my business. I'm not worried about financing, right? They don't realize that Even business identity theft is an issue. I was at a conference recently where this um, writer, she's a credit expert. She came up to me and she said, oh, I found out that someone had opened a business credit card in the name of my business. And they were calling, it was like her ex's, you know, sister or some (laughs) some tenuous family connection. Because in in business, there's no restrictions, right? They can call yeah. anybody they want to try to collect the debt. And they were all calling her a deadbeat. And it was it wasn't on her personal credit because that was one of the cards wow. it doesn't report. So understanding that business identity theft can also be an issue. There was another story in NBC News about a lawyer. He was a victim of personal and business identity theft at the same time. And he had to shut down his practice for 30 days wow. in oh. order to deal with it. So even if it's just monitoring so that you can see what others may know about your business and to make sure there's nothing uh, unusual going on, that can be just a great a, a great step for t- protecting your business. And then they can also uh, check out your books. You've written a couple of books on financing and credit. Talk a little bit about what the uh, what what stories you're bringing to the table with those books. Well, my very first book, The Ultimate Credit Handbook, don't buy that now because it's way out of date, but it was the first <laughs> it was the first mass market book that talked about FICO scores back in the day. So my most recent book is Finance Your Own Business. That's the one I wrote with Garrett Sutton and that I interviewed the CEO of NAV and that's how I ended up there. Um, after after I, the book came out, I thought they might like to buy a few books and they hired me instead. So <laughs> I'll it's, take you it's all and good. the books. <laughs> it's all good. Um, and then I also have a free uh, Kindle ebook uh, that you can find on Amazon about debt collection because that's just a passion project of mine. It's not right. something where I'm 
make money, but I, I really hate to see people get really abused by some debt collectors. And right. so I want them to understand their rights so they can at least figure a way out of that in and not end up in worse trouble. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of debt collectors. I one of the hobbies I have is when they call me, I love to just keep them on the phone because over the last three or four <laughs> years, I have a uh, a debt collector that calls me. He thinks I'm somebody else, and and I've told mm. him a million times I'm not this guy, but they still call about every two or three months. I just talk to them and I keep and they say things like, you know, we're going to put your whole family in jail and we're going to do this and do that. Wow. And I'm like, I'm, I'm OK with that. I'm, I'm, I don't care. Go ahead. Go for it. And they think I'm, I'm this guy named Paul. And I'm like, well, I'll just keep you on the phone for as long as I can, because I, I'm very aware because in my earlier years in college, I, I accumulated a lot of debt and had to drag myself out of it. So I'm aware of the things that they can say that are not true, but they make threats and they, they basically they want to scare you or make you so angry you just pay them. They don't really care yeah. why you pay them as long as you just pay them. Mm-hmm. And knowing yes. those rules that they they really can't enforce some of the things they say helps you to dig out of it. In debt collection, I always tell people it's like ignoring it does not make it better. So not answering the phone and not opening the mail is not going to make it go away. You've got to have a plan. And that's a great uh, book to get and get that plan together, get help. Get some light shed on it and see how you can uh, come out ahead of that game. Yeah. One of the articles on your blog that I really liked was the paper clutter. Uh, you had made the comment that it was the biggest or the dumb, embarrassing expense. And uh, I, I just got a big kick out of that because we've talked to people who have invested in storage buildings and uh, storage uh Industry is huge, and people pay a lot of money to store things. So along the lines of the $700 chair, what do you see some of these businesses paying for or or not taking advantage of that maybe that's causing some embarrassing expenses, so to speak, to store a bunch of paper? You know, I'll tell you one expense that we've seen just looking at. So one one option when you have a NAV account is to link your bank account. It's for read only, but a lot of lenders nowadays want to look at your revenues, right, to make a decision. So we're helping them understand how lenders might see their revenues. And we've been really shocked with how much um, some business owners are paying in bounce check fees. Oh, wow. So sometimes hundreds of dollars a month. And so there, um, some kind of even just a credit card they pay in full might be a smart move to avoid the NSF fees while they're waiting for cash flow to come in. And even if they ended up with a balance at 18%, when you do the math, <laughs> it's yeah. still cheaper than the the lots and lots of those fees. So that can be a very um, expensive way for a business to operate and to to operate their their cash flow. And then I think for any business, really um, going back and looking at those recurring expenses. So things you've subscribed to, <laughs> the whatever technology, and I've done that, believe me, I've oh. done all of this, all of this, right? But I'm gonna I'm going to learn to use that Instagram scheduling tool. So I subscribe to it and then it sits there every month just getting charged and I'm not right. using it. So just auditing your um, credit card statements or your bank statements to figure out what are those things that you're not, they're not making you money. Uh, is it time to right. let them go? 
And I think that's present in every business. Everyone I've ever worked in or consulted with, they they have an expense. Well, what is that? Well, I don't know. You know, Lisa signed up for it a couple of years ago, and then she left, and nobody ever really shut it down. And it even if it's twenty or thirty dollars a month, that's still a few hundred dollars you paid over the last two years that nobody's benefiting from. And just yeah. going through that and and paying attention to those kind of things, having some um, authenticity in your meetings of going over expenses and things like that. So if people want to get a hold of you and how they can connect with your company and, and, and get this kind of help, what's the best way to find you? Well, they can certainly find me on social media and you're always welcome to reach out. I love to answer questions. And then at nav, um, nav.com, if you go to nav.com slash podcast, there's a downloadable business credit worksheet. You don't need to, you can just download it right there. Uh, you don't need to sign up for anything. And then we also um, will offer a, a free month of our premium service. Many of our customers use our free accounts, but we also have premium accounts that now also help build business credit. And you can use the code podcast to uh, take advantage of that at that same page. So nav.com slash podcast. But again, you know, my name's on there. Reach out to me on social media. If you have a question, I'm happy to try to answer it. And I've got to add, I took a look at the uh, meet the team page for nav.com and it is hilarious. Like they've <laughs> superimposed their faces on like their favorite movie characters. And, yeah. and, uh, my favorite is the, uh, the character Hudson from aliens. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I want to meet him just because like, that's my favorite all time movie aliens. And Hudson was like, um, I wouldn't say he was my favorite character. Hicks was my corporal Hicks was my favorite character, but Hudson was the memorable character. Cause he had all the cool quotes. Like, this is great, man. What are we supposed to do now? And anyway, uh, so whoever, um, anyway, I already closed out the tab, but, um, thank you. Thank yeah. you. We get a lot of compliments on that. We're trying to keep up because we're growing and so more and more people are coming on board. Uh, mine's just a blueberry pie picture because I'm, I'm known here in Florida for my my blueberry pies. I would go to Michigan in the summer during July. That's where awesome. I grew up. And I'd bring back uh, 40 to 60 pounds of fresh blueberries on the plane oh, wow. Oh, wow. in my rollerboards. And then I make a fresh blueberry pie that all my friends And you get that past security so. every time, huh? Mm-hmm. Every time they they have. <laughs> so on <laughs> next week's episode, <laughs> one time I left a lot, a whole a whole bag of blueberries and cherries on the airport shuttle. I was like, uh, I hope someone ate them at least. <laughs> I was going to say, if my wife came across them, she did. She ate all Good. of them and made herself sick. She will make herself sick on blueberries and cherries. She loves both of them. They're awesome. <laughs> so if people are in Florida and they just want to come by your house, what's oh my. the uh, home address there? <laughs> I'll meet you for coffee, though, especially yeah, if you have a small go. business. Yeah, there you go. We can set something up. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be worried about the person who does actually give us their yeah, address. Yeah, because, at some point, like, I'm going to no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. This has been awesome. I, all the information will be in the show notes, but I definitely encourage people to reach out, ask those questions. There's no uh, harm in just asking the questions and getting the information because uh, you have such a passion for helping people and you want to see them succeed. So get involved, get connected and see what kind of uh, solutions are available to you. Well, thank you. And I, I love what you're doing. Your show is so positive. It's really just a, a friendly, bright spot in my week. I, I'm a subscriber now. So thank awesome. you for uh, for helping so many people as well. Thank you for subscribing. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 222. There you'll find a link to nav.com as well as Jerry's bio and some of the books that were mentioned in today's episode. 
Now, we're so glad that you joined us this week, and the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Yes, as you share this episode with other people, and they're able to grow from it and gain inspiration from it, you're making the world a better place. And you're letting us know that, hey, we're providing something of value for the community out there. Now, until next week, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.